You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another round of Ratchetry of the Ratchet Rounders podcast presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. I'm one third of your host, Jeremy, aka Black Dante on Twitter, aka Little Niggy X, aka. That's all I got. Thank you so much. And as usual, I'm joined by my friends and my co hosts. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. It was I, the 35 year old cougar okay i'm married but i might make an exception for your dad thank you so much uh no everybody it's me <laughs> candace uh you know you can find me on twitter at not so newlywed pc um but i'm going to start going by the new title that my good friend my podcast husband has given me uh the duchess of dragons and um I'm not going to let you down today. Like, yeah, uh, be prepared to be appalled and have some, maybe have some words for me. But um, I'm about to be a piece of shit today. I got some uh, some barefoot wine here. Only the that's a 35 year old cougar's favorite wine, barefoot. Got a crisp white, um, and I'm about to be terrible. So thank you so much. Um, but as usual. We are joined by the Beyonce of it all, the don't take no shit, foot on next, <laughs> or you off the network. The don't be alive near me doing work. Thank you so much. Yes. Either his foot is on your neck or you not on the network. It ain't no in between. Know that. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> come correct or don't come at all. Wait, what did I do? Where is this quality? Listen, we are just we are just standing a proper network here because you know we haven't had that in a while. So thank you so much. I was uh, about to say because right. you know where we came from. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good the hell look with that being said, <laughs> I am Curtis the Menace, aka Trillificent on all social media, aka the Tesla of Trash, aka the Sultan of Segways. And before we get started, we have a new five star review that I wanted to read. We got it last Tuesday. It was written by Elson Edmonds, and he said, or she. Love that day. sophisticated ass name too. Okay, I know. Okay. Resume verified. That sounds like a professor's name. Okay, yeah, Professor Elson Edmonds. The fact that, that has a ring to it. Such a classy name. Listen to our trashy asses. We mean we doing something right. <laughs> listen, listen. Hey, Elson. So they said, <laughs> "I look forward to hearing this show every week. The entire crew is extremely funny and entertaining." I love their commentary, hot takes, and engaging opinions. A great listen every week. Please keep it coming. Listen, and Elson is indeed um, fancy and eloquent because his review, or their review, I should say, because I'm not sure, their review has a semicolon in it. Listen. Hello. Mm. 
Thank you for listening. So first, thank you for listening, and thank you for the (laughs) for the glowing review and the great punctuation. You are much appreciated. Listen, we love punctuation. No red squiggly lines. We stand punctuation. And before we get started, let me just punctuate (laughs) this announcement (laughs) segment by saying we are open to all feedback. However. Mind your spelling, your punctuation, your grammar, and your poorly executed shade if you have negative feedback. This is, if you will remember, a comedy podcast. And that's that on that. Thank you so much. And on a petty note, in my (laughs) Dustin Ross voice. In a word, word, (laughs) I'm going to say nine times out of ten, maybe even ten out of ten, when an O and a U are next to each other, they make (laughs) the owl sound, not (laughs) moo. (laughs) <laughs> all right mm. i just want everyone to be great out here yeah i mean we listen we're always open to feedback but be clear um a lot of y'all feedback don't mean shit to us <laughs> we're 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 going to carry on the way we've carried on going on nearly two years um i mean i don't know what you want us to to say or to do this is a like curtis says is a comedy podcast we joke um and that's just what it is and if you don't we like do the, the jokes, most <laughs> if you don't like the jokes it is so many of the podcasts you can listen to that will uh, edify your expectations of what a podcast is um come on edify come on no. edify Hey, educated. <laughs> no education connection over here. Um, but you know, we we get some not so nice feedback. But the thing about us, and I think Jeremy said it eloquently on Backwoods Burn Book, we drag the shit out of each other. It's really nothing you could say to us to make us feel away. We know each other and we'll drag each other and joke on each other. So if you if it makes you feel good to get the negative feedback off your chest and make sure and we see it, we see you, okay? But what we want to say is you took the time out to listen to multiple shows mm. and give us streams. Mm. And those streams help us pay for the network. So if your intent is to listen, to be able to drag us the way we drag people on these shows, thank you. Every stream counts, even the ones that lead to poorly punctuated, poor grammar, misspelled, negative comments. So this is for you. We see you, beloveds. And with that note, we are moving on. 
If you haven't subscribed to us, make sure you go and subscribe to us on your favorite platforms, be it Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Um, if you listen through the Anchor app, go ahead and do that. As usual, you should always see Ratchet Ramblings with no CSPN. Uh, just Ratchet Ramblings brought to you by Flawless Noises Media Network. Uh, make sure you purchase some merch, okay? I'm in the shirt making mood. Are you in the shirt buying mood? Is the question. If not, you really should be. Buy the shirts. They cool. We using good cotton and we do them ourselves. We cut out the middleman. So you're not paying $30, $40 for a t-shirt. Okay. We kept it. And make sure you sign up for our Patreon because it's a lot of good content on the Patreon. Like mm. it seriously is a lot of good content. The weekly wind down, backwoods burn book, bring it bike, the portal, uh, birth and stories of black mamas. Um, we trying to figure out the best quality video content possible and how to do it without it being cheesy or useless, should I say? Um, <laughs> but but starting at five dollars, you get like basically brand new podcasts that are different from what you get from re the regular network podcast. So it's not like re-listening to the same shit over and over again. We're not doing that to you. So make sure you go and subscribe. Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises. FlawlessNoises.com slash store or merch. I'm not sure which one it is, but you get the point. Mm -hmm. But we finna be a piece of shit. Correct. <laughs> yes. We saw that to say good luck, everybody. Yes, that's what you come it. for. So we're going to give you what you want. So we're going to start with Married to Medicine LA, season one, episode five, The Roof is on Fire. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm actually going to leave Imani for last because I feel like she was kind of the focus of the episode. So let's get some of the other stuff out of the way first. Turn that dry ass ankle. <laughs> <laughs> who was okay? Um, I'm still learning names, but the lady with the daughter who was crying about school. That's Dr. Noel. Yes. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder. What kind of school is did she send this girl to? Because they're in LA, and so maybe it's a private school. It has to be extremely private because there's really no shortage. There's no super shortage of diversity in LA. There are black people there, but this right. has to be a really private, really uh, exclusive school that she's going to if if she's considered the blackest of the black in that school. Right. Right. Because um in, mm. in a regular inner city school, nobody's bothering her. And we can be completely honest about it. She's you know, status quo, light skin, long hair, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering what this school is. And I, I always wonder when like I know parents' job is to make sure you get the best education possible, but I feel like in 2019 we have to start having conversations about school being about more than just education because so much of our social skills we pick up from school and extracurricular activities and figuring out things that 
we like to do outside of academics come from school. So I just wonder, like, I know that when my, when London goes to, you know, middle school, high school or whatever, I want her to have a good experience outside of the learning. Like I want her to be able to make friends and, you know, play sports and things like that. So I just wonder, did they consider, did they ask her how she felt about this school before they put her in it? I wonder. Cause she just seems quite miserable to be texting and calling like it's an emergency in the middle of the day. After only five days at that. Yeah. Been a school a week. Yeah, that seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Noel' husband is fine too, though. He is. He is. This, fine. this is this literally is everybody. Husband is fine except for Shanique's. Damn girl. Yeah, this is definitely one of the more attractive cast. I couldn't Good figure out who Shanique's husband looked like, but now I figured it out just in here. He looked like uh, Charles S. Dutton. <laughs> Come on, Rock. Come on, Rock. Like, I was trying to figure out who he looked like. That's who he looked like. But I don't know. Best of luck to their daughter with this school, but they really need to consider more than just academics because even, even in public schooling, like, if your kid is very advanced or is excelling above other kids, they have classes for them even to the point of them starting college early and being able to get college credits early so that they could bypass a lot of that, you know, be 101 stuff when they get to college. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of ways to skin a cat that don't always include a hundred thousand dollar a year private school with little to no diversity um, present for your black child. So I don't know. Good luck to them. Mm-hmm. But she fell in love with him because he helped her take the Christmas tree down. We and he vacuumed. And he vacuumed. I was he like, oh, okay. You know what? I'm not mad at that. He helped you. He took, the, he took the tree out and he vacuumed. And yeah. it's very clear that afterwards you vacuumed, you vacuumed up his dick. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really and, be mad. And two years later, y'all living happily ever after. I'm not mad at it. Definitely. It's a, a Christmas love story. <laughs> okay, Hallmark. <laughs> y'all a, need to yeah. Hallmark needs to make a movie out of this. Listen, I'm Becky going to jail, Hallmark. So y'all got y'all have space. That's right up Hallmark uh alley. Exactly. Two lights. They put a nice little Christmas blooper movie. Oh, oh it, you know what? It's important to mention that her husband got a good ass job too. Mm-hmm. He's like the mm-hmm. VP of the university, right? Like the vice president yeah. of admissions or something like that. Something I'm like that. that but um, yeah, everybody. I mean, I would say everybody is pretty e- well. I don't know. I don't remember what Doctor Imani's husband does now. Oh yeah, I don't know what he does now. They never really talk. Have, about I would him. say they haven't really highlighted him. I they? think they maybe on like the first episode, well, the second episode. I, yeah, I was about to say when that. they were like when they properly introduced everyone. Maybe they did. I don't know. If y'all yeah. if y'all know what Doctor Imani's husband does, let us know because I'm not gonna go back and rewatch it. Um, <laughs> I just have to be honest. <laughs> I have to be honest. 
<laughs> but let us know because y'all be looking out for us. <laughs> Listen, yeah. we have I have way too much stuff to do. I can't be rewatching. So I'm so I'm so sorry. Um, it's not really much else happened. Dr. Britton is finding it difficult to find a house. Um that house that they looked at that was like hella far from LA and was just it just looked like a regular house, like literally looked like something on house hunters that needed to be flipped. Right. So mm-hmm. she has her hands cut out uh, for her, or she has a work cut out for her, rather her hands cut out. What the fuck? Hey, what's his hands up in this bitch? Um, <laughs> Shanique and her husband are messy because yeah, I don't are. believe for a second that he didn't tell his wife what he knew in confidence, thinking that she wasn't going to mention it. Because in the very next sentence, you're talking about how well you know your wife. So you're not going to sit here and convince me that you didn't know that she wasn't going to go run with that when you told her. You gave her that ammunition because you wanted her to be able to defend herself against Asia. Mm-hmm. Yep. And ain't nobody mad at that except for the fact that y'all need to stop acting like y'all not messy. Y'all messy as fuck. Listen, if you're going to be messy, stand up in it. Stand up in it. Wallow in it. Shit. Marinate in it. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, can't nobody whoop your ass, but mm. Mm. <laughs> that's that's to be determined, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but y'all, you know, everyone seems very um, they have a lot of self control, very posh. So I don't think we're gonna have any physical fights, but no, no, um. Which I mean, because they haven't had physical fights on Married to Medicine in a while, but ooh, they used to get down. Ooh, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, mm. But, mm. I still think about that fight from Toya and uh, what's the lady Mariah. name? Mariah, Mariah and Toya's mama. They were, yeah, <laughs> they was fighting by that pool. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit just erupted out of nowhere, like the camera wasn't even on them. They was like, "What the hell?" They ain't right. even anyway. going the fuck at it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I don't mean I don't know. I don't think anybody's gonna put their hands on each other. But we never know. Because listen, as bumpy of a start as this series has had, it's been pretty good. Like they've kept the drama coming. I mean, you know. Certain people look like bozos, but there's always somebody that looks like a bozo in a dramatic situation. Right. It's been so spicy. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at it. Um, so let's most of my notes are for, for Imani. So let's just get right to the motherfucking shit. Oh, what about Asha and her husband? First of all, they look so unhappy. <laughs> yeah, uh, they don't seem very happy. Is it's, it feels like a show? We tried okay. to have three or four interactions to be happy. If you are happy, press one. If you are not, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how they were coming across, and they like uh, you in the hot tub, and y'all y'all not even next to each other really. Like y'all just sitting there with blank faces. I was like, okay. By, like the they, end of the, by the when the season ends, we'll get the tea on their divorce. Yeah, we'll like their entire marriage, their entire scenes, like they they both have like resting nigga face towards each other. Yeah, they do. And the other part is hearing from uh, Shanique Messias about. 
the girl that he was seeing when he was seeing Asha. Like mm-hmm. it kind of they they interaction give you the vibes where like he probably like damn I picked the wrong one. Yeah. So, so now I'm, I'm just here. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Mm, I'm not to have no kids. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine bringing up something from that many years ago. Like y'all married now, the shit done. Whatever was going on between him and that that ex, that's done because he married your ass. I, listen, a motherfucker in the street not gonna make me come home and create havoc in my house when I know all about it. Like she knew about that girl, she knew who that girl was and everything else. So she's doing a lot of performing for the cameras because no woman wants to admit they knew that they was the side chick and ended up getting picked. Mm. So, I mean, Asha, we see you, darling. We're we're we are not new to this. We are true to this. When the side pick gets the first re- draft in the pick me Olympics, yeah, I don't even know that she's a pick me, but she does know that she stepped on that ex girlfriend's toes, and that's why she gets so fucking dramatic and try to spin it to herself as a victim. Because if he was about to propose to the ex-girlfriend and then you came along, you was definitely the side chick. And you actually, maybe, I don't know if the husband is a prize. We don't know very much about him. But you made it to the finish line over the ex-girlfriend. We see you and we see through you. Mm. And as this story develops, um, you may get dragged further. But for now, that's all I have. Okay, let's move on to... I'm just going to say, hold on, before we do, I'm just going to say be careful because in your introduction, you pretty much let us know that you're a struggling actress and your (laughs) husband is a psychiatrist. (laughs) (laughs) Mind mind your struggle, sis. That's all I'm going to say. That's that's where we're going to leave it. Mm. But we shall return. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's move on to Imani. Uh, yeah. So first and foremost, uh, all the way back to the beginning of the episode, uh, when y'all saying how Imani was backpedaling, because then all of a sudden now she's trying to say, oh, she said it in jest. Mm. And I'm like, so we this this is what the third episode of this that we've um, g- with this drama going on. Two whole episodes. You never mentioned that you were joking, that you were saying it in jest. You have doubled down the entire time about what you said. Right. And now. When Jasmine had her foot on the t- tippy top of your motherfucking Fabergé ass head, I said it in jest. I was joking. It was just a joke. It wasn't and a Jasmine joke. was getting Imani's ass the fuck out of here. She yeah. Was. And then she, she, was. she said, I'm up here. I'm down here and she's up here and blah. And that infuriated me. I don't want nothing she got. Why are you, you so mad? You may, you may not want it, but you definitely admire it to some extent. And, and, then when her, and when her husband was like, they got TV in the bathroom? That's cool as hell. Cool. Listen, I like her husband. He's funny. I don't know what he does for a living, but Live on. I like him. <laughs> she, um... We I like in the pregame, we were trying to figure out who she might be comparable to from our good Bravo shows. Um, but I can't think of anybody because she does not, she doesn't stand in her shit. Like she's kind of scary. You know, Kenya will stand in her shit. 
Um, yeah. maybe, maybe she's Portia because Portia is a bitch that will talk mm. about it and walk it back when it's you know, like the shit she did like with a, and like, an, like an educated Portia. I, I can uh, see yeah. it. I can see yeah. it. Like a like a like a Portia that's and real that's a Portia that's a real journalist. Yeah. <laughs> like she gives me like like you said, smarter than Portia T's, but when it comes to being messy, she's not really good at it. You know, yeah. she's a bozo. She's not yeah. she's not good at being messy, which is why I want her not to be messy. Um, and maybe show us a different side of her because from what I right. see now, she kicked off some shit. Um got it and jasmine dug in her ass then she couldn't take it and she had a meltdown and played a victim then then it switched to i was just joking but when shanique asked you at that table when the three of them had went out to dinner or whatever was she joking or why was she saying that she was standing there oh because it does look like a drug dealer house i know what drug dealer houses look like but according to you your mom never had you in that environment your mother is a hard-working a black woman who has always had you in the best of the best and expected the best of the best from you. So again, your story is falling apart. Like Curtis said, you don't know anything about what a drug dealer house look like. You come from an upper middle class black household. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it just begs the question, why are you so worried about Jasmine's husband's finances? Exactly. You have your own things to Attend to you need to worry about your own finances because I'm sure whatever you use to polish that dome is pricey. Listen, you need to mind your own budget, (laughs) mind the spit shine that pays you, and you're so (laughs) fucking full of shit. Because what was she talking to her mama or when she was like, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be put in a box. I'm like, but you putting Jasmine in a box. You already made uh, a whole judgment about what kind of person Jasmine is based on her situation in life. But Shout you don't want to be put mama. in the box. Her, her mama checked the shit out of her. Yeah, her mama was getting her ass. Her mom, mm-hmm. her mom got her together. Her mom was like, so you're telling me that you, as a black doctor... A black accused, psychiatrist. A black psychiatrist accused another black psychiatrist of being a drug dealer or claiming that their house looks like a drug dealer house. But Ma was just playing. She was like, but that's not funny. And I can see why Jasmine may have taken that personally. Mm-hmm. Her mama turned into Ryan's mama. He ain't never played with nobody, with nobody a day in her goddamn life. Mama, yeah, her mama ain't never played yeah. with a single soul. But when she was running down her mother's c- credentials, I figure her mama don't play with nobody. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got the same impression. Yeah, her mama don't play, and so her mom is well spoken, well traveled, uh, well respected in the professional circle she run in. Uh, her, you know, to the point where it ended up her daughter is a psychiatrist, so she don't play with nobody, and she don't allow her child to play with nobody. And as and when you get to a certain level of success, which maybe Imani hasn't reached. And this is not to say she won't, but her mom seems to understand how important your professional reputation is. And Mm -hmm. joking like that, you know, it's just not cool. If you thought the house was tacky or gaudy, you could just say that. Like her house is nice, but it's a bit much for me. Or you could just shut the fuck up, truthfully. Let me step it back. You could just shut the fuck up and keep it to yourself. 
But to correlate them having an expensively nice, you know, immaculate home with being a drug dealer, um, it, it was it was shady and it wasn't a joke. I don't care how many it was lies unnecessary. Yeah, I don't care how many lies she tell us. That wasn't no fucking joke. Nope. But you need to do a sit the fuck down before somebody bounce a motherfucking quarter off your head. <laughs> God damn. Oh, oh, Miss Cleo, crystal ball head ass bitch. Okay. Oh, punch I bag wish, head ass bitch. I wish that one doctor would realize that she's not about to get the house that she promised to her husband for the oh, money. Yeah, Dr. Britton. Dr. Britton, yeah. Dr. Britton. It's not going to happen. What y'all have in Orlando is millions of dollars in LA. And probably millions more than y'all have in your budget. Yeah. And it's it'll have to be outside of LA. You, to find the type of the size of their land in LA with the amenities that they have in a home. Um you you looking at celebrity status homes. We're talking about seven, eight million dollars and shit. You looking for multiple acres of land with a nice pool, immaculately decorated marble floors and marble countertops and bidets and all this kind of shit. You're not about to get that in L.A. for under a million dollars. Give it up, delicious. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> like seriously, because that one house they visited, it did look like a nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> <Did>. <laughs> it gave me hospice. I also, but I, I hope she. Get, I wonder if she's gonna get that job. They didn't say if she had gotten it or not. So maybe we'll find yeah. out. On yeah. this week's episode, if she got that job at the uh, plastic surgery office, yeah, at that all women's uh, office, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, yeah. Well, we shall see. So we'll see. We shall see. Uh, so let's take a break. All right, back from break. So let's get into Loving Hip Hop Atlanta, season eight, episode three on the plus side. Oh, shit. I just really. (laughs) 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 They wrong for that. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Mona, you shady bitches, you. Damn. They have to do that. (laughs) Shit. Damn. Oh, shit. Okay. 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 (laughs) Mona said in the tone. Damn. Oh, shit. I don't know if I can do much better than that. (laughs) Damn. Talk about shady boots. Well, in fact, they hadn't had a good title in a minute. Damn. I didn't. Shit. Okay, um, so <laughs> starting off with <laughs> Tierra and Scrap. Tierra, girl, you yeah. didn't visit this man at all in the three years he was in jail, and you expect <laughs> to just pick up where y'all left off before he went to jail? Help me understand. <laughs> make it make sense. Because I'm just not understanding. 
even romantically aside, you did not allow your child to go visit his dad one single time in the three years that he was locked up. No, um, no. She said that the boy went to visit him, but she didn't okay. go. She, she didn't go. So Yeah, she sent the boy with a relative, but she okay. personally never visited him. So why are you expecting romantic dealings from somebody that you left to rot in fucking jail? Mm. Make it make sense. And, and she here's just my knew thing. he was going to come out just yeah, hungry for her. But here's my thing. And you didn't have to do his bid for him. That's not what I'm saying. Because I'm one of the motherfuckers, depending on why you going to jail, the cops can have you handcuffed outside the house and I'm going to be trying to see what's up with some of my old work. Like, hey, stranger. <laughs> hey, like, big kids. What's going on? But no, you didn't have to do his bid with him. That's not what we're saying. But the expectation that he should want to be with you in any way other than co-parenting makes you the biggest bozo I've seen in a very long time. And we have seen some grand bozos coming from VH1 and even Bravo. The but competition you, is steep. Bitch, you yep. are taking the cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's her problem. Her cake ain't getting taken. <laughs> then you visiting him at KK house or his sister house or whoever, whatever the fuck. And you not even trying to see what's up with him. Like scrap, what's your plans? You know, once you out of this halfway house, you know, you know, how are you going to stay out of jail? Our son needs you. Bitch, you talking about it's turn up time. Ah, he like, yo, I don't even drink. Right. And and then on top of that, also, ain't no other bitch chick if you all day like, girl, what? What is, huh? He, listen, he don't want nothing to do with Sierra. And she is too fucking self-absorbed and narcissistic to feel it. He didn't give her no come get this dick energy. He was like, I'm, I'm, t I'm, I've gone vegan. He was like, I'm tired. I'm going yeah. to bed. Please excuse yourself out my mom's house. Yeah. I mean, I think he could have been a little bit more direct in his handling with her, but yeah. he definitely wasn't giving off no vibes. Yeah. Well, you know, he wasn't going to be full of direct because you know, nigga. But yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that, and I wasn't expecting him to be fully direct and be like, no, nah, um, I'm not interested in nothing romantic. I'm interested in this co-parenting. Like he didn't, he didn't do that. Even though we know that's how he feels, and he said it in his confessional. But nigga, you know, he all yeah. niggas always gonna gonna try to leave that that door open. Yeah, niggas Even gonna if it's need. just crack. Yeah, niggas gonna need, mm -hmm. and scrap is no different. Um, and that makeup that they have on him in the opening credits, he needs that all the time. He definitely needs a glam package, um, yeah. and a glam squad. He needs constant work. And I'm like, these women, like these women in your life must not love you because the fact that they're not helping you get your skin together is confusing to me. I, I know you've been in jail and you didn't have access and all that kind of shit, but it's time to come out and drink some spring water and go mm -hmm. get your product mm -hmm. and get that fucking skin together. Okay, exfoliate like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like, and your your sister is pretty. She looks like she got her shit together. She got a nice house, or they rented her a nice house. Right. Like, ain't no excuse. Right. Now, we know your mama don't know shit. But <laughs> <laughs> your mama had all the plastic surgery and wigs in the world, and her teeth still look like two gangs fighting. So <laughs> her teeth look like, like the Battle of the Bastards. 
Right. They definitely stepping on each other. Mm. 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 Good luck, Scrap. Good luck. Step into the tooth side. Mm. Carly Red, we found out, has fucked over another friendship with that yeah, DJ a- Shay Mackey. Is it Mac or Mackey? I thought she said Mackey. Hey, Mac. uh, I thought that was, I think it's Mac. Yeah. All right. First of all, she looks a lot better than she did when she was on all those seasons ago. Yeah, they they did that flashback. I was like, ooh, you. The whole and by better, by better, I mean she just looked like she took a bath. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say because that that hair is still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> she, but her I mean, body is her body is dope, and I'm glad that she yeah. found a career that's working for her. Like yeah. that's what happened when you stop trying to follow other people's dreams and follow yours. You know, I don't know how true it is. I'm not in Atlanta, but they her saying that she's one of the one of the hottest up and coming DJs in Atlanta. Good for you. Because whatever you was doing that first season wasn't it, bitch. You and them <laughs> her teeth. That was not the I was gonna say she need to call herself DJ Overbike. <laughs> mm. Yeah. She giving Simone a run for her money, and that's saying something. Mm. DJ Chain Chomp. But shout out to you. You doing what you need to be doing. All uh, Carla Red do is get in mess and fuck over fresh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, the more we learn about it, we the more it's confirmed that she's just a clout chaser. Uh, let's see. Scrappy story about why they're living with Mama D was <laughs> the fool. Because I'm just trying to understand. If your wife is nine months pregnant or eight months pregnant, you done broke your foot. Y'all going to uproot yourselves and move into her house instead of her move coming to y'all's house to help y'all? Make it make sense. Production. And so, as our dear friend Candace said in the pregame, we need to have a conversation about y'all being four adults and y'all all broke. Living in a townhouse. Because, it, listen, let me tell you something. No. Absolutely uh-uh. not. Uh-uh. Yeah, you, <laughs> Scrappy, first of all, you and your married ass wife don't have no business in your mama house. Now, if your mom wanted to come stay with you, Y'all, while mm-hmm. y'all prepare for the arrival of the baby, fine. But the fact that it's you and Bam, Mama D, and Bam's mother, y'all are broke, and y'all not y'all not gonna convince us otherwise. Your mammy ain't had no reason to bring her uh her hog mug looking ass all the way from California to lay up in another woman's house and not pay no bills. It couldn't be me. Maybe I was raised different. Maybe we were raised different. Because I have no desire to lay up in nobody else's house rent free while they say whatever the fuck they want to say or act like I'm a burden on them. Couldn't be me. It couldn't be me. I'm sorry. No, no, no. FaceTime me so I can see my grandbaby. That's really all I would have for you. But yeah, and Mama D was just getting the condo ready for the baby last season. What happened? Where's the condo? Y'all are broke. <laughs> they, they are broke and production is willing to pay for mess. That's all I got from that whole scene. And this this whole story. Ernest and all this. Somewhere smoking on a glass dick. Y'all are <laughs> broke and he is a crackhead. <laughs> that is that his mama house. <laughs> older version of Joel Santana. 
Y'all are mm. broke. One married to a drug addict. Bambi married to a nigga who bedazzled his boot from his broken foot. Bambi mom looked like tapioca. What the fuck wrong with y'all? It's just real bad. It's real bad all around. Real broke. <laughs> Smell like broken hair. <laughs> like that is that is a bit much. Mm. But Mama D trying to get a Bambi mother room at the Motel Eight is that's had me what, screaming. That's what I live for when it comes. That to had me, listen. Why listen. they was laid out by the pool like they was in Rio de Janeiro? <laughs> Real broke mamas with <laughs> Listen, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie though. CC mama, I don't know. So, do y'all think her doing the most is script or just that's just her because she gonna do that anyway? Kind I gotta feel this kind of kind I was of, gonna yeah, say both. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that, that was, line, it gave me both. Yeah. Listen, I, Scrappy and Bambi are happily married. It seems I can't say I don't. We don't know that for sure, but from what we see, they are happily married. So, in order to get that check, there has to be some strife in their storyline. And the easiest way is for two outlandish ass mamas to be kicking up shit with each other. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the it's the A one and Lyrica storyline all over again. Ooh, Except A one and Lyrica making money, so true. Mm-hmm. True, mm-hmm. true. <laughs> that is a fair point, friend. Because I knew it was scripted yeah, when, when it cut to that scene, and they it's the three of them on the couch, and she Bambi's mom rubbing Scrappy foot. <laughs> you only you you feel it better. Uh, Scrappy. You know, you know, Scrappy got some dead ass toenails on that foot. That's first and foremost. <laughs> and secondly, your daughter is whole ass ready to drop tight pregnant, and you should be rubbing her feet and her back, and you sitting up there rubbing her husband's foot. Girl. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, this This is a lot. This is very scripted. And Bambi was over. She was like, girl, fuck y'all. <laughs> oh, Bambi checked yeah. her mom like, girl, why is you in Mama D business? That's not your business. Why are you discussing it? You need to mind your business. <laughs> and then she was like, you know what? Never mind. I want to be left alone. I'm going upstairs. Don't nobody come up there. Everybody leave me alone. She probably went up there and was FaceTiming a nigga that got a little bit of money. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. He was probably up there like, when this baby come, be ready. Yeah. I'm going to have my bags packed because we ain't even got a roof over our head. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that Bambi's way, like, because we ain't really seen seen her, seen her, I think, what, what, like the past two seasons? Like, every scene or the few times we do see her, she be over every fucking body. Yeah, but this is why you got to be careful breaking your neck to take be under the wrong motherfuckers or take a man from the from the next to last woman because you don't know what the fuck you getting. She did a Mm. she did a lot of posturing to get scrappy only for them to be living with his uh candy man looking ass mama. (laughs) (laughs) You know who she looked like. The uh, Mr. Freeze from The Incredibles. That's who Mama D looked like. All right. All right. 
Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she did a lot of she did a lot of posturing to get that man, and he's yeah. not really doing shit worth talking about. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, he never really has, so you know. I just can't imagine giving somebody after they was rich and they ain't rich no more. That shit sound like a waste to me. With a like broken if I, foot. If, if if you couldn't, if I couldn't give you no pussy while you was able to buy me a mink coat, I'm not about to give you none while you can't even buy me a starter jacket. Mm. So fuck you. <laughs> um, scrap foot broke, his pockets broke. Mm. Just just bad mm. all around. Just very bad. Mm. His mama broke. <laughs> his mama this face. His mama, mama broke. Listen, this is not the shit naive. That shit sounds terrible. This is not a castle. This is not a castle. This is more like an outhouse. Good little Bambi. That's all I got. Good little Bambi. Yeah, Bambi's the only one I'm rooting for in this situation. And I guess the baby too, by extension. For her to breed. Yeah. Get those shackles off her feet so she can run with the fucking wind. Mm-hmm. So, Agreed. did we talk about uh, Monisa and Scrap? No, nah, we didn't. First of all, that is awkward and weird as fuck. Monisa is not attractive to me, so I don't want to see her fucking nobody. Like, <laughs> That's pretty much like where a, I'm at with it. Like a mole rat. So, yeah. and KK always setting her son up. It like I feel like KK. Set her son up with women that she wish she was because she would like to be fucking her son. Because I've not seen a mother be that deeply immersed in her son's romantic affairs in a very long time. Because KK hooked up Scrap and Tommy. Tommy was KK friend. Mm-hmm. That's how we know Tommy is way older than she be fucking portraying herself to be. Yeah, she's she's a she's older. She's an older woman compared to Scrap. She hooked up Scrap and, uh, and Tommy. She hooked up Monice and Scrap like girl. That is awkward as shit, though. Like, for real, for real. I couldn't imagine my mother being like, I got somebody for you to meet. Girl, show dumb ass out my face. <laughs> and while I'm in jail, too. Right. Like, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think Monice is cute, so I just don't. <laughs> Want to see her or think about her fucking nobody? I call bullshit. How you? How did you introduce them on the phone and he in jail? You can't make me a freeway call <laughs> when you call and collect, bitch. How the fuck did you introduce them on the motherfucking phone? Mm-hmm. That is production and Monice being willing to do anything for a goddamn storyline and a check. Monice is turning mm-hmm. into Safari. Ooh. Yeah. She's going to try. Monice to wanted her. to get away from AD. She's yeah. gonna try to get her feet in every franchise of love and hip hop to keep that check coming. They they said well, you ain't you ain't with your girlfriend. Monique said who? And that's only because of AD. So Monique is doing a lot of putting on as well. AD broke up with Monique, yeah. and and AD wouldn't take Monique back. And Monique was losing her shit on the internet. And then she finally found uh, somebody else's nerves to get on. And here we are. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, we called you know AD being a bozo when she was, but for the most part, Monique was the one bringing all that hell in that relationship. Absolutely, I was about to, 
I was about to be a hypocrite and say, imagine fucking in, in, in your nigga mama house, but. <laughs> I had to check myself. <laughs> we stand self awareness. <laughs> 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 I, I just remember I just remember the damn group. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen, I'm not willing to lie to our listeners for the sake of <laughs> not being judged. Sometimes oh, man. got to do, do. And I guess Denise and Scrap did what they had to do. Because Lord knows he wasn't going to take, he wasn't going to let Sierra, Tierra give him no pussy. So yeah. it is what it is. He's but, like, when it, come, when it comes to Tierra, Scrap is like, I'm good, love, Angela. Yeah, but this is going to be a mess when it finally comes full circle. I'm guessing in the next episode or two when Yeah, because in the preview, she was like beating she put her And But see, this is, and this is the thing, and this is why I don't, part of me really loathes uh, what's the bitch who run the network? Mona. Mona. Oh yeah, Mona. Uh, I had to catch myself real quick. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I don't I don't like seeing domestic violence on TV. Like yeah. I, I don't like seeing it. And Mona is always comfortable showing women putting their hands on men on these love and hip hop shows. Like that should be an automatic you off the show type of thing. Because yeah. the couple instances where there was domestic violence mm-hmm. with the men hitting the women, we never saw them again. We, right. we never saw Young Bird come back. He never was allowed back on the franchise again. Damn, I forgot he was even alive. Shit, but you're right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We never saw him back. So when we when we see this, like Scrap was like, "I'm messing with somebody else," and it's Moniece and not you. Like she was trying to beat Tierra's trying to beat his ass in the previews. Yeah, to the point where I think even security or production was calling her like Tierra, Tierra, chill, chill. They pulled her back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm so I'm sorry that you a goofy bitch that expected a man that you left for dead in prison to have a full on romantic relationship with you when he got out. But you had hey. like in your heart of hearts, you had to know that he wasn't about to sling no dick your way. Hey, in the preview, while we on the preview, she gave that nigga I think a key to her damn apartment. She was like, "This is a key to the house." To this and to this, to, uh, point to her titties and her and her pussy. And Scrap was looking like, uh, he was like, "Well, this is awkward." Right. <laughs> he was like, "Dead air." He, he like, uh, that's okay. Return yeah. to cinder. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, had it. I'm good." Yeah. He was like, "Pussy got a bad yet review. It's fine." Mm. Mm. More character got a bad Yelp review, bitch. Because if you think I'm finna fall in love with you, bitch, and you couldn't even come see me in jail or to put something on my commissary, you got another fucking thought coming. Mm. Bitch, talking about here's the key to my apartment and that thing. Girl, you better pull your goddamn panties up, bitch, because you don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> put on some clothes. 
<laughs> he, he trying to knock Fizz baby mama uh, uterus loose. He don't give a fuck about you. Listen, Scrap. Oh, somewhere. Scrap like a, Super yeah. idiot. Yeah, Scrap like I like some little chicken nigga titties. Go on some damn well. Monique's got big titties now. When she had the breast job, she had the, the implants put in. Mm-hmm. I just ain't never gonna forget when Nikki called her titty chicken niggas. Yep. I just ain't never gonna forget that shit. <laughs> but yeah. you're right. Oh well. You're right. Oh well. Best of luck. I can't uh, wait to see how this Monice and Scrap shit turns out because Monice is very fucking crazy. Like she is. She is uh, just slightly under Tommy levels of crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I wanted to see how this works out. Also, I want to see what's going to happen when they throw Tommy back in the fold with Scrap, if that happens this season. Hmm. So. We shall see. We shall see. So is that it for Love and Hip Hop? Hell, hell no. Hell no, it ain't. We, we got to slide right on oh! the oh! <laughs> well, I, Shit, I damn near forgot here. Oh wait, say that again. Uh Tokyo uh, and Sierra. Yeah, I before we get forgot. to that, before we get to that, so we have a new addition in Akbar V. And that's oh! uh, Candy's cousin. cousin. I like that hood bitch. Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out how old she is because the way she was describing don't seem like she's that much younger than Candy. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, she got five kids. She done she, got shot in the back of the head in 2016. She or in the head. She I don't know if she, she said in the back of the head, but she got shot in the head. She got yes. shot in the head. She is uh one of those had to jump off the porch very quickly, people. Mm-hmm. So um I was, uh, she's I I like her. She's gettled in a motherfucker, and she is fine with it but yeah. not to the point where she would have her kids in that lifestyle mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. also shit candy candy evil know everybody or is candy everybody god damn i mean i hate them just like damn candy you know everybody. i mean when you unproblematic and you just mind your business and get to your paper that's what happened that is true that is absolutely true yeah. And shout out to Candy for giving her cousin the money she needed to get her a nice apartment so she could get, you know, start working trying to get her kids back and trying to get her oldest son. Okay, she's a lot fucking younger than Candy. How old is she? How old is Candy, first off? Let's go to Google. Yeah, Candy should be pushing 40, if not over 40. Let's see what Google says. Yeah, so listen. <laughs> Candy is 42. Akbar V, according to Google, is 29. Wow. So she definitely falls in that category of jumped off the porch far too young. And probably did not have proper guidance. And she's now, she's 29 with five kids. Uh, her real name is Valerie Raven. Her mother passed away in 2017. Come on with that black ass name. Mm. 
Uh, shit, about huh? her shit. I'm reading this thing. I'm reading up on her, and it says that. Uh, oh my god, do y'all remember when they talked about Young Thug slapping somebody during an argument? Uh, who got in an argument with his fiance in 2017? Y'all remember that? Uh, I I might have heard it on the read or something, but I never know who it was. Never knew who it was. Okay, it was her that he slapped. Oh shit! It was oh. Mm. Um, and then it says in 2016 she showed up unannounced to the home of of rapper Rick Ross to try to get him to listen to her music. So she definitely a by any means necessary type of bitch. Yeah, like like hooker crook. Um, yeah, she she is young and it, and she looks older, so she's probably been through a whole fucking lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that much yeah. is true. She got battle scars yep. for sure. Yeah, yeah. But Candy was no giving her some good advice. Yeah, I know when I thought she was younger than me. Listen, I gave her maybe five years younger than Candy at best. Mm. But I think that is the last thing before we get to. The main event, which is Sierra and Tokyo. So to start off, Tokyo and what's the what's the other girl name? Shekinah or something like that. First of all, Shekinah has spent a ton of money on plastic surgery and she back fat. <laughs> <laughs> and we not finna look, we not finna look past it because shit, she had the liposuction back when she was popping up on the show with T.I. and Tiny before Shekinah and Tiny had their own little shit with their mobile hair hair uh, hair station or whatever the fuck that was. So I'm just saying, listen, it's a theme here, and I, now I see it in the in the title of the show. Either lose weight or, get, or, or stay fat, okay? Stop playing with folks. Stop playing with yourself. <laughs> Cause she kind of looked like a balloon. Tokyo's, Tokyo's face when DJ Shay Mac Mac was like, "Yeah, you just need to eat your vegetables so you can lose weight." She was like, "Ooh." <laughs> I don't eat no vegetables. Uh, let's see. And so then they go work out, <clears throat> and I agreed when Tokyo was like. Yeah, I'm gonna need baby steps. Like that was a bit much for people who on their first day in the gym. Yeah, right. yeah. Like but this b- is beyond it, the fact that it was just a bit much of a workout. Like that's how you fuck around and get hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to do too much too fast with a nigga whose name is Mister Two Weeks Workout, nigga. The th- like, and the thing is, again, I um, yeah. Don't agree with sometimes letting your friends handle things that professionals should when they're not professionals. Like, then that's no shade to Shay Mac or anybody else, but getting with a an actual good trainer, um, they would have definitely eased her into the workout process. Yep. You know, they would have started her off, okay, do 30 minutes walking on this treadmill at this incline, at this pace, and 
that's how we're going to start off. Then we're going to start to incorporate the weight training. Then we're going to start to incorporate more cardio and more weight training. Like Tokyo ain't been to nobody's gym in a month of fucking Sundays. And that's no shade. Just being honest. Why did y'all think she was going to be able to do a, a workout routine for somebody who was always in the gym? It just didn't make no damn sense. I ain't trying to be funny, but Sierra, one one Eminem away ass ain't hardly working out. She could wear all the waist <laughs> trainers she want under her outfits. You are still a chunky girl. And I don't care how many ribs you have broken and removed to have no waist. The rest of your body and the big mama arms tell it all. <laughs> <laughs> Big mama, your arm. <laughs> your arm, Charlie. That's ATL edition. So. <laughs> nah, ATL. Yo, wig, Shawty. That's it. Oof. Yeah. Oof. The Sierra Spanx. She looked like she would just melt. She looked like she melts in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. Probably shit. She all that damn heat for sweating so much for doing the fucking most. Listen, she ought to be tired. She earned that check though. Did did because she would definitely so, carry it on. Yeah. So you know, obviously and understandably, Tokyo kind of had a blow up because they were doing too fucking much. Like again, for her first day in the gym. Hasn't yeah. changed her diet or anything like literally starting cold turkey. That was way too much. Like most people would have been like, I'm out y'all on some bullshit. Yep. Cause that's just not how you introduce people to working out. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not going to stick and you might fuck around and get cussed the fuck out. Like y'all did. Yep. So then for whatever reason, Sierra decides that she has to be the one to put her, to keep her foot on Tokyo's neck for Tokyo to lose weight. So she goes to visit Tokyo at home. Tokyo is eating her probably some Cajun pasta because, you know, she's from New Orleans. Right. And Sierra came in there performing and just doing the fucking most. And Tokyo was like, it's not a big deal. Like, if I want to eat pasta, then I'm going to eat fucking pasta. And it just is what it is. And Sierra's like, this ain't going to do nothing but turn into sugar. Like, you cannot eat this. Girl, what is wrong with you? I'm throwing all this in the trash. I'm just like, Sierra, first of all, you don't go in nobody's house throwing their motherfucking food away. It don't matter what you're trying to do. And that. Like, what? Tokyo, we can be honest. Tokyo, and she knows it, can stand to lose a few pounds. But Tokyo is not at the point where she literally needs to change her diet ASAP or she's not going to make it to the next month. Like, you being a little dramatic. And you should know Tokyo well enough to know that your approach is not going to be received. It's not going to be received well. Right. Mm-hmm. Tokyo is a pop-off queen. You have to come correct. And so for you to come in there disrespecting her, doing the fucking most, disrespecting her home, throwing her food away, listen, uh, and then put and then putting your finger all up in her face, and then pushing up on her like you was gonna do something. First of all, Sierra, we know you can't fight. 
That's right. first and foremost. Number one. Number two, we know that Tokyo probably can fight because she probably doesn't have to fight all her life. Mm-hmm. All right. All oh. her life, Hamburglar had to struggle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw it coming too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I never changed, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just did not understand taking that approach with Tokyo, right? And then if she had, if you lucky that she did not want to beat your ass, because that's the only reason why you didn't get your ass beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first and foremost, uh, it's fuck Tokyo vanity for me. I mean, that's true, but very true. We're not going to, first of all, fat people know they fat. Let me say that. Yep. People in general know they size. You got to know it when you go buy your fucking clothes. Mm -hmm. In general. You know you shopping. I mean, for the most part, part, pleasure pee. For the most part, some of us know you know when you need to be in the big and tall, when you need to take your ass to Lane Brian Torrey, when you need to go to the plus size section. That girl don't need no fucking reminder of her weight. She really don't. She wake up fat, go to bed fat, eat fat, sleep fat, drink fat, rap fat, talk fat, laugh fat. Like she knows she is a big girl. There's no fucking denying that. But the truth of the matter is, Tokyo is not going to lose a single pound until she is good and fucking ready. At this point, with all her ventures, you know, she do the music. She's on Love and Hip Hop. She has her own collection through one of her best friends line, the crayon case. Tokyo has the means to get her way together when she's good and fucking ready. But if she's not ready, ain't no point in wasting her fucking money and nobody's time. Let her eat all the pasta, all the broccoli and chicken alfredo and fried chicken that's on her but which the fuck you not gonna do is come in nobody's house throwing their fucking food away listen that is a car you ain't buying no groceries bitch that and is- you just not you not in shape enough to carry on i'm gonna be honest with you yep we know that that waste is courtesy of dr curve sweetheart Mm-hmm. And the waist <laughs> trainer that you serve. Listen, so give it a fucking mm-hmm. break. But to move on to Tokyo, listen. Mm-hmm. Hey sis, fellow mm-hmm. big girl here. If TV is making kids gay, what are McDonald did McDonald's commercials do that to you? Come do through you need with, to turn, ask the hard-hitting questions. Do you need to turn off your TV when you see a Popeye's commercials when they're doing a $5.99 seven-piece spicy with mm. two sides and five biscuits? Mm. Do you need to stop watching the commercials for $2 Tuesdays? Mm. When you see a when you see a Burger King combo, you, do you just start sweating? Do you need to turn off the TV? Mm. Uh, is nothing Olive Garden bread sticks come on screen. Mm. Listen, do they show Help you? Help us understand, sis, because was, TV it, has the power to shape young children. So help us understand why you shape the way you are now. Why what you were you shape, watching? What was the program title? Big Back TV. <laughs> mm. 
You know, we just have questions, Tokyo, Which because you like the old school floor models that had the record player in them. <laughs> I don't get it. You and know, I don't I don't and I don't get you wasting people's time. Here's the thing. If you are comfortable being fat right now, for all the mouth as loud as you are, bitch, tell people to leave you the fuck alone. I'm not coming to work. I'm not coming to your gym, bitch. I'm not finna get on your herbal life, bitch. I'm not finna do none of that. I'm finna go home and fry me some motherfucking chicken. For a bitch that's always getting loud and talking crazy, you sure you sure did take your ass to that workout session knowing you didn't give a fuck about working out. Mm. Mm. Come with the, the hard-hitting truth. And let's be honest, you are no Missy Elliott. So you got to be honest with yourself that if you want to gain some steam in the music industry, you probably is going to have to lose some weight. Well, I can't find nothing but facts. Go best friend. That's my best friend. That shit is not that fire. And word around the social media streets is you stole that from somebody. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Wait. Come, come I didn't on. know about that, T. Come, come on, all resident yeah. journalists. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, so, mm. I mean, it's fuck you. It's fuck Sierra too, cause she a goofy. But both y'all bitches goofy. But you a different level of goofy, cause there's no way that all the criticism you take on a daily basis for being fat, and that's something that you have the power to change and the financial means to change. For you to sit up and and allude to the fact that TV is making kids gay as if gay is something wrong with being gay. For me, it's just fuck you. Yep. You, need to mind, you need to mind the scale that tips for you. Uh, what? <laughs> well done. Mm-hmm. Girl, I can, I'm so sick. Ooh. I'm so sick of straight black people being homophobic. I'm very tired. I'm very mm. disgusted. Like at this point, I'm only be able to be cool with a couple straight people. Because the rest of y'all fucking stink. Well. <laughs> to say the least. Uh, oof. Mm. Well, speaking of stinking, we can move on to the Black and Crew. Ooh. Mm. That's a wonderful segment. <laughs> Listen, we, <laughs> we, we stand. Listen, uh, obey your sultan, okay? <laughs> Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> I always been the captain. So, season seven, episode 18. Always bet on black ink. Girl, not in this lifetime. Um, in a lifetime. So, mm. shout out to Teddy because I'm enjoying him seeing that, that non black pussy ain't all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Anything and anytime Teddy is suffering, I have enjoyment and glee in my heart. Agree, because fuck him. I 100% and her. agree, friend. True. True. But extra double fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. And since we, we have- handed out fuck yous, Crystal Girl, fuck you too. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Just a fuck you, buffet. Because you on my, you on my last fucking nerve, sitting here acting like you weren't entertaining Teddy when he was on his bullshit. Because mm. again, we saw the motherfucking footage. We saw y'all in the back during that party, talking, 
and y'all were the only two back there. You're not going to sit up here and convince us that it was all innocent, that he wasn't flirting with you because he already admitted that he intentionally was going after you to make Tati jealous. Correct. And you entertained that shit. So I'm tired of you acting like a fucking victim. And what you really are is a fucking coward. You did that shit. And now that Tati on your neck, and from what I can tell, you must not be able to fight. And so now you're worried that Tati going to beat your ass. Which is sad so because Tati can't goddamn fight. I don't appreciate the way she's acting toward me. I work hard to be a tattoo artist. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you, are very ta- you are a great fucking tattoo artist. I'm not taking that from you. But you don't carry yourself in a professional manner, so why would anybody respect you in one? Mm, On several occasions, you've proven that you don't have professional boundaries, and now you want to cry victim. One, you showed up, right? You showed up to the company, the company calendar shoot in fucking lingerie. Everybody is fully clothed. You out here damn near booty ass naked. Then while you damn near naked, you're in the back alone with your boss's boyfriend kicking and whispering and your hand on his shoulder, his hand on you, like doing the fucking most. Yep. And when that blows up in your face and Tati almost beat the fuck out of you, but she exercises some restraints and goes home, you... And your again, your boss's boyfriend go out for coffee or what the fuck ever to talk privately. And in this conversation, you claim that Teddy is apologizing on behalf of, of Tati, and Tati didn't do a motherfucking thing wrong. Nope. Not at all. So I'm confused, sis. We are want, confusion. Do you want to be respected professionally? Or do you want to be treated like the the smut that you acting like? Mm. Come on, smut. Come on, strong strong black mama insults. I don't care. To, 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 riba, bitch, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. And and since we're talking about tacos, we have not forgotten the fact that you were saying nigga earlier in the season, and I still want to see the motherfucking receipts on that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. as far as we know, again, you Puerto Rico. So help me understand where the niggas at. I still would like to know. Well, and I'm not of, taking my motherfucking foot off of your goddamn neck either. A port of and if I got to pull a Candace and find out what your fucking Instagram is and get to scrolling, then that's what the fuck I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I'm gonna continue to drag your ass, and then you just make it that much easier giving us extra fodder because you a fucking bozo. Yep, yeah. a cowardly bozo at that. I was gonna say sometimes I wish I was invisible so I couldn't be seen, girl. Doing all that fucking performing, mm-hmm. bitch. You gotta go choke on the tamale with all of that. We don't care about okay. that. Okay, because all of the swiper no swipings on VH1 do the fucking most. Yep, we do yep. not care about y'all thoughts of tears at all. At all. May, the, not... verde, may the sauce of verde burn y'all so. With y'all Ooh. anti-black asses. And it's still fuck Tati. That's for sure. Because she thought for she all, had all day. Teddy. 
Mm-hmm. She thought she had a prize, and he is treating her like the exact same shit he treat the black women like. Yeah. But like we said last week, she's stupid for thinking she had a prize in the first place because look Absolutely. how they got together. You got your ass whooped. Right. Fucking around with this man. Right. By another bozo, but still, you see the point being you got your ass whooped. I just... I'm just like, I don't why understand. Would you think, why would you think Teddy would treat you any fucking different? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Just a goddamn bozo. But Teddy swear up and down that he did not fuck Crystal, and Crystal swear up and down that she did not fuck Teddy. Which Whether y'all gonna... did or not is irrelevant. To be quite honest, like y'all still were inappropriate, and we're not gonna act like Tati is not justified in feeling the way that she does about both of y'all. Correct. Yes. And, and that's, that's saying a lot because we don't fuck with Tati. I right. know. But that's just how much of a bozo and a piece of bitch Teddy is, and how much of a piece of bitch that uh, Crystal Crystal is. Yep. So speaking of pieces of bitch, uh, Sky, Oof. you do not deserve Oof. that boy. At all. He is he is such a good he is such a good guy, in spite of his crazy ass mama and daddy, mm. and the way that you act, the way that you treat him, and the way that you have used them boys to further your storyline on this show, you really do not deserve the kindness that they show you. And Des is so handsome. He is. He is. He's handsome. He's a handsome young boy. He met up with her to apologize for not respect for disrespecting her. Mm-hmm. Listen, Scott don't deserve them damn. <laughs> she really don't. Mm-mm. Oof, no. child. Also, Scott, you need your and, head and shout out to. Go ahead. Girl. Yeah, hold on. Before you say that, shout out to uh to the white lady that raised Des with some manners that he yeah. would even know to come. To Sky and apologize for being disrespectful, because mm. that damn sure ain't no shit that Sky would have taught him. Absolutely yeah. not. But anyway, go ahead, Jeremy. I was going to say, Sky, you a bozo, and you need your ass beat for multiple things, but you also need your ass beat for naming that damn boy Desiline. Because <laughs> bitch, because <laughs> it it hit me when I was watching this episode. Like she really named that boy Desiline. Desiline. Good luck, Diz. Good luck. I, I hope I hope that has like some meaning or something. I hope yeah. it wasn't on no old I was just high as out of my mind. Yeah. Cause you know birds like to be fake deep with names, so mm-hmm. yeah. But <laughs> this you, is bro. true. Yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to figure out. I'm just tired of her crying every time she disrespects her sons. I don't know how to show love. Yeah. I don't know how. I'm supposed to do it. Somebody help me, Stevie. Hi, <laughs> my kids Girl, you know, it's it ain't like, fucking you shut up. You know good and fucking well you ain't supposed to be cussing their asses out. Right. Whether you know how to show love or not. You know you ain't supposed to be cussing them out. You you don't need a you don't need a parent handbook 101 to know you shouldn't talk to your kids like they dog shit. Like bitch, exactly. what's wrong with you? Stupid Talking- bitch. Talking to your damn kids like you talk to seeds. Girl, what is you doing? First of all, I've never been... Listen, I know that adoption can be hard on kids, but looking at the way Sky and the the fathers of her children act, I've never been so glad that two kids were adopted in my life. 
<clears throat> Say that. Because they are some fucking bozos. First of all, Listen. they won't even put her her baby daddy real name on the TV screen. That nigga going by red. You know he a pedophile. I never met a nigga named Red that wasn't on some real crazy bullshit. You know what? Absolutely. Red don't want no problems. Red don't want no problems. Because he was fucking an underage girl. Mm. That is an excellent point, friend. Well done. You never met a nigga. You never met a nigga named Red that was worth a damn. Not never. Never, ever. Jeremy. Yes, friend. (laughs) listen when he sat down with his dad and his dad tried to throw all that blame on sky my head almost exploded i was like i know you fucking lying to me she lied about her age let me tell you something i have never ever 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 seen a 14 year old that looked 18 not never there's always something to give it away mm-hmm. always i don't care if they got on makeup i don't care if they wearing tight clothes a 14 year old does not look like somebody that's over the age of 18 and i don't give a fuck how many times you try to convince yourself of it that man right. was 28 fucking years old mm-hmm. fucking on a 14 year old right and before she was 14 she got she had the baby she had Dez at 14 Right. They ain't gonna talk about it. I find out from your mama. I find out from your grandma that your mama lied about your age. But what Nick what? What? So you gonna tell mention not to mention Sky had already had the one child. Right. She already had the one child, like having so Sky had been having babies since she was like twelve or thirteen. Right, because Dez is the youngest. Because Genesis older Dez, than he is. Yeah, Genesis. If Dez is eighteen, Genesis is like twenty twenty one. Yeah. So if she had Dez at fourteen, she had Genesis at eleven, twelve, basically. Ooh, ooh shit. Mm. Like, let that sink in, and like, as much of a bozo as Sky is, and she needs some professional help. Like everybody around Sky failed her. Yeah, she ain't have a chance. She didn't stand a fucking chance. Her mama was sitting up watching her not a teen daughter yet give birth. Mm-hmm. Those kids absolutely needed to be adopted by somebody. They yep. didn't stand a fucking chance with Sky. Sky in her 30s now. She she barely scraping the surface of getting herself to fuck together. I was about to say shit. She she grown as fuck now. She barely got a chance as he is shit. So, oof. But but Scott, her damn baby daddy, motherfucking red boy. You need your your whole entire. You need the hairline bit off your motherfucking ass. Well, soon as it, when when and 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 I, you know, God bless Dez, but I feel like the his face when she said that to me was like, like I want to beat your ass, but these cameras on here because something about this just don't add up. No, I don't. Because he just such a piece of shit. Then he broke down with them goddamn fake ass tears and shit. Listen. It's not that I wasn't around. It's that your mama kept me from you. Shut the fuck up. Right. That's from Dad. Listen, that's from Dad Be Dad 101. Mm -hmm. It's right. It's on the first page of the motherfucking manual. 
Absolutely. My your mama just killed me. Uh, fourth, a fourth a teen mom kept you f- from him, nigga. If you don't get the fuck, I bet she did. That was it her? Or was it the whoop whoop? You going to jail? <laughs> Yeah, that's why. That's why he was in your life. He was trying not to go to jail, nigga. You ain't fooling no motherfucking body. You knew good well that girl was too fucking young for you to be fucking on her. Ain't no way in hell she already had a baby. Y'all in the same hood, and you didn't know how old she was. Right. Get the fuck out of here. You're not convincing no fucking body of shit. And even if she was 18, you were still 28 at the time. A whole 28. So while she might have been legal, your why would your twenty eight year year old ass even be trying to fuck on an eighteen year old if you wasn't on some creep shit or some manipulative shit? Shit or all on some oh let me let me get let me get a young one so I can train her up right shit. Mm-hmm. You not fucking fooling nobody, and then you got that girl pregnant. You're a piece of shit. And you don't want to admit that you're a piece of shit, but we here at Ratchet Ramblin' see through your bullshit, you fuck-ass nigga. We see through your bullshit, and more than likely, given how you act and how you treat Sky, your true colors is going to show towards that boy eventually. Yep. Mm-hmm. All it's going to take is one time for him to say something you don't like, and you're mm-hmm. going to be treating him just like Sky did. Yep. yep. Because he wasn't, Dez wasn't around when he came to the shop that first couple of episodes, was he? Uh-uh. No. Yeah. So she let, she let Dez would have seen that. Oh, okay, nigga. Okay. You feeding all these lies to your son. He going to see what a piece of shit you are and probably going to have that same energy that Genesis has and want to beat your ass. Right. Which you would be, be honest, well I mean... Right. Yeah, and Red, you can just go to hell because now you, now you ready to be father of the year after the raising is done. Mm-hmm. After it's a check involved, you wouldn't be on TV, right? Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Because mm-hmm. if that was the case, if you was really trying to find like that boy, he what nineteen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he like 19 and Genesis like 22, 23 or something like that. My point is, because if he like 19, like Sky did all that shit to find him as soon as they turned 18, you should, you could have and should have been doing the same thing. Right. But you waited until you heard through the grapevine, I guess, that Sky had tracked him down. Then you want to demand, oh, well, you said when he turned 18 that uh, you was going to introduce him to me. Even if she did tell you that. You could but go even if she did tell you that, she gave him up for adoption. She can't guarantee that she can introduce you to him when he's 18. She gave the boy up for adoption. All right. So everybody, I'm tired of y'all fucking lying. Playing in our goddamn face. Playing in our face. Because that's the truth of the matter is you got a 13-year-old girl pregnant. Now you're on this show grandstanding trying to get a check and, and, and shuck and jive for a check. Mm-hmm. And for that, Red, you can go to hell. And I hope you get your ass beat until you turn blue. Fuck you, bitch. Yep. All blood, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So what oh, else okay. happened? Um, on before we go, um, do we just want to send our condolences to Sky's best friend Allison? We seen her on the show a couple times. She typically is always the voice of reason for Sky and not with the bullshit. Um, her oldest son passed away um, after a constant and tumultuous battle with cancer. So we just want to send our condolences out to Allison. Um, mm. We hate to hear that. Yeah, R.I.P. Foot Council. Yep. Um, but uh, <laughs> how much more scripted is Big Fish going to get? Because we don't need it. Because these motherfuckers raggedy on their own, so they really could have kept that whole casino shit to themselves. No you know, that shit was corny. It was super scripted. Very, it, very tired. Yeah. Very, very tired. Yeah. I like I I didn't need that. Y'all could have just gave Walt that six thousand dollars and went on about y'all day. I mean, I listen because I mean to be honest, we really don't give a fuck about Walt enough to care that even mm-hmm. even if it, nope. this wasn't yeah. scripted, we really don't yeah. care enough. So and this is a word. Only thing I did appreciate out of that is seeing them five men that they had uh, young baby mama fake gambling with. Oh yeah, uh, you know yeah. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, y'all definitely could have kept it. Correct. This little flashback of montage of Walt and all his rants, and she's like, "We don't care. We don't care. Nope, we didn't care then, <laughs> and we damn sure don't care now. Nope, not at all." Uh, speaking of not caring, uh, season this goddamn performing over this over, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was funny because when I was watching the episode, you Curtis, you brought it up that they they, they, they didn't have to set Beyond Baby Mama up for getting that summons for Steve in this episode, he got the damn summons <laughs> and did all that damn grandstanding, like. Fuck this, and this is a scam, and fuck Alex, and fuck Donna, blah blah blah. It's like, okay, you big little bitch. Okay, he looks so fucking stupid. Like he, like he really believed tearing that that letter apart was gonna make the lawsuit go away, <laughs> right? And it's like, nigga, oh, and ain't, ain't this ain't this like his second or third time in a goddamn lawsuit? Like, you should know how this worked by now. He does. I just he just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> All that like you said, grandstanding. I'm gonna tear it apart. Like, I ain't scared of Donna or Alex. All right, bitch. You should be. <laughs> All right. You definitely this, should be. Cause this is a legitimate claim, and I mean, we have to see how it plays out. But they damn, they damn sure got a case. Cause we all seen it. Y'all fucked that boy back up for no fucking reason. Yep. And so. Um, to go back a little bit since we're talking about C's, <laughs> C's lost all the money <laughs> that oh, they had won. Oh, Kitty oh. said they was like a couple hundred dollars from the goal, and he bet it all and lost it all. Mm-hmm. Bet black, mm. and I feel like that part probably did happen. Yeah, I feel like because that's just a typical C's thing to do. Yeah, like stupid or not. Walt not having the money for that apartment was never anything to truly worry about. Right. Right. Like Candace already said, like we we knew Big Fish was gonna give him that fucking money. 
Right. Yeah. I just because at first I was like, why don't C's give him the money? C's always talking about what a boss he is and how many shops he got open and blah 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 blah. I'm like, C's, why you don't just give Walt the money? Ain't that like family to you? Mm. Or no? Well, well, we know how C's treat family other than Teddy, but you know. Fair mm. enough. Because mm. mm. that's but. true. And so he calls Alex to set up a meeting so they can quote unquote settle things like men or whatever the fuck he said. So and stupid. Donna so shows up. <clears throat> yeah. Stupid. Um, and Donna showed up with that fucking hat to meet Caesar looking like <laughs> Chef Boyard <laughs> Thief. <laughs> Curtis never changed, friend. <laughs> Donald, Donald, like, bitch, you gonna see these? <laughs> hey, Donald, doing everything but getting that missing tooth replaced. Listen, yep. Mm. Well, I just, you know, Alex don't owe C shit, C's nor Teddy. Nope. Um, nope. And Caesar's lack of remorse, lack of apology is even more reason for Alex to go at him hard than the motherfucker because Alex didn't do anything wrong. And all of this, you had a problem with Donna and tried to take your problem with Donna out on Alex and you ruined his life. Yep. Yep. You as a black man who spent all your time talking about doing what you got to do so your daughter never goes without and you put another black man in a position to not be able to provide for his kid because Alex is a far better father than Caesar is. Let's let's, let's, let's put that on the table. Let's get to the root. Alex Alex came in onto the show being a very active, very present and accounted for father. C's literally just started getting in his daughter's life like last season and barely at that. And barely in it now. Mm. He got the big gun predator over there doing all the work. <laughs> That's why his daughter was reading him for fucking <laughs> filth. Every, every scene with C's daughter is her reading him for fucking filth. And, I, and, I, and I'm here for it because fuck him. So Donna's showing up like, nah, you don't need to talk to Alex about shit. Cause we know what this conversation was gonna be. C's trying to talk him out of a lawsuit and was gonna try to have him come back to the shop. He yep. can't tattoo no fucking more. Mm-hmm. Him C's calling the lawsuit a scam, boy. Boy. Listen, we saw Alex get slammed on the edge of that fucking table, then on the floor. We know that's not no fucking scam. That's real. That boy right. back fucked up. We have evidence. Like we have the tape. And we literally his, have the tape of the doctor. His back him, fucked up. And yeah. everything he listed in that lawsuit, he is deserving of. Lost of wages, emotional distress, having his medical bills paid, having his physical therapy paid for. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny, but he definitely deserves a seven-figure settlement. Mm -hmm. Because by the time it's over and done with, that's the amount of debt that boy will probably have. Mm -hmm. Because he's never going to stop going to physical therapy 
to alleviate some of his back pain. He's never not going to have to go to a chiro- chiropractor to help deal with the back pain. He's ne- like, he's never not going to be in a doctor's office now. Once people endure back injuries, that pain is there forever. Very yep. few people ever go on to have the same quality of living that they had before a back injury. Yep. So it's, you know, suffer sees it's what you deserve. You deserve to be sued. You deserve to, I mean, you deserve to be sued and to get beat the fuck up, but we'll take being sued. We haven't seen it yet. Cause I can't give her too much credit, but as it currently stands, Donna is really handling business and being a present and accounted for a partner, which is shocking yeah. the shit out of me. Right. Because it's Donna. It's like, all you know how to do is be a bozo. But so far, I mean. So far, she's not yeah. being a bozo. She has not abandoned Alex, even though he's not bringing in the money and the, do, able to do what he once was able to do with her. Uh, she went back and asked Puma for a job. And they agreed that, you know, as long as there's no drama, he's happy to have Donna back. Um, yeah. And he admitted he also happy to try to get back at C's, which, you know what, I'm not mad. Yeah, I, I feel like every I feel like Donna made a good point. Everybody has overlooked C's bullshit for far too long. He has yep. a history of doing the shit that he did to Alex, and he got to be held accountable for it. Yep. So if that means one of them sh- one of them shops gonna be turned over to Alex because maybe he can't tattoo anymore, but maybe he could he could successfully run a shop. Yeah, but he he just deserves the compensation. Truthfully. Yep. Like, and that's just that on that. And I'm not budging on that. Any of our listeners feel differently. You got to take that up with your King Jesus because somebody slammed me on my back for absolutely no reason other than the fact that they're mad at my girlfriend. I am suing the fucking pants off of you. Listen, I'm suing the black off your goddamn lips. He's a boy. Fuck you. And that's a lot of black. So suing the black off your fucking teeth. Oof. (laughs) Mm. So that's you're gonna have more eat shit, please. You're gonna eat, have mo- eat shit. You're gonna have more holes in your goddamn bank account than Queen Naja Mouth. I'll tell you what. Oh god, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Please don't bring no pending lawsuits to the show. Cause her fans <laughs> been her fans been dragging the fuck out of you. We don't want no smoke. That's all Jeremy, guys. <laughs> You can find him at Blyke underscore Dante. <laughs> in a blouse. In a blouse. <laughs> Old town blouse. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's fuck C's. Fuck Teddy. And Teddy, look at Teddy goofy ass sitting there. Well, you getting sued. Ain't me. Let me turn another cheek. Listen. Let me go keep trying to piss off Tati. Listen, just like the bitch nigga that he is. But but blind loyalty, though. And the crazy part is, C's is so stupid because when Teddy went to jump Alex, he jumped in. Had he not jumped in, Alex might not have a lawsuit. He would have to try to sue Teddy for all his sneakers. (laughs) But the minute C's jumped in and was trying to jump him with Teddy, he became liable as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And this how you know he ain't nothing but a nasty-ass gutter rat because he finally finding some success and he's still moving like a nasty-ass gutter rat. Mm. I, if I own six tattoo shops, what the fuck I look like fighting with you? 
a worker about yeah. anything, any fucking thing, yeah. let alone physically fighting with you. I'm not even finna verbally fight with you. So I know you don't have a chance in hell physically. I'm not about to be going, getting into all of that, knowing you could sue the fuck out of me if I put my hands on you. But that's what happened when you get, when you're making money, but you still have a broke nigga mentality. That is a word. That is a word right there, friend. So, as my as my good friend Curtis said, eat shit sees. Best of luck to Donna and Alex in the in the lawsuit, and Alex getting what he's owed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no scam there. Uh, so, yeah, I hope you suffer, sees. Yeah, and I, how did y'all feel about that tattoo that Donna did when she went to Puma shop? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> no, not not saying it was bad. I just it's really hard to gauge anything on somebody's knuckles. Like the girl's reason behind getting it was beautiful, but anybody who will get a tattoo on their knuckles will steal from you. Yeah. I agree. I and agree. that's all I got from that. Like, I wish she would have put that tattoo on her wrist. I think it would have been adorable. I think it would have been adorable on her wrist. Yeah, I agree. Yep. But just looking down at them fat ass knuckles balled up and shit, I was just like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, it's like it seemed a little too big, though. But yeah, it seemed big. I only yeah. saw her at a quick glance. Yeah, they didn't show like, a good picture of it, so that's how we know it wasn't really. Well, that's what I'm like. You really couldn't because it was too damn big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you love it, girl, I guess I mean you got to pay for it, not me. So, All right, good luck. You got to live with it. Good luck. Because, like Candace said, the reason that you got it was beautiful, but I, I don't know if I can say the same for the end, Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, yeah, shout out to Donna. They gave her a warm welcome in the shop. And yeah. I thought that was nice. She brought in a client. So yeah. I was like, okay. It looks like everybody doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And, and like Candace said, for her, shout out to her for being present and accounted for and taking responsibility and picking up the slack and making sure that she is doing what she needs to be doing because she was honest with herself about not being able to afford to tattoo out of that space she was renting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, you know, she in the shop. She's going to be able to make money and hopefully do what she need to do. And, you know, like I said, hopefully they lawsuit goes through because I, I don't know what else Alex can do at this point. Yeah. But damn, well, good luck. You have to. Make that money, because I know uh, Alex might have child support payments, girl. Mm. Mm. Right. Ooh, yeah, you that's might, fucked up. Maybe I have mm. life you you know what, Donna? I'm going to give you your roses. You a down-ass bitch, because he can't even hit it from the back, and you got to pay his child support? Mm. Go ahead on, Tetris Mouth. Go ahead the fuck on. Mm. I would be you going on that. to be single. Oh, same. <laughs> Listen. Mm. Yeah. So, mm-mm. But I think that's it for this episode. Um, Real quick before we get out of here, you can check me out on the latest episode of Mama Me's World, episode 12, The Village, part one. 
Uh, I am the godfather of her kids. So she started that off with me. Uh, we had a really good conversation about how friendships change for parents, specifically for mothers when they become parents. Yeah. And then we talked a little bit about why she chose me as her son's godfather. And it was just a really good conversation, good content. That's what we do. That's what we provide here on Flawless Noises. Speaking of purchase some merch, go to yes. flawlessnoises.com store, get yourself a shirt. You not only get a high quality piece of garment for your wearing pleasure, you also are helping support the network. Listen, as Candace mentioned, we cut out the middleman, so we're getting a very good percentage of whatever you pay for a shirt. And we're banking that because we have plans and we need money for those plans. So if you can get a shirt or two, if you want to see some different designs, maybe let us know. Candace can cook something up. Yep. Um, you get some Ratchet Ramblings per uh, merch. We'd love to see that. Uh, for more information just on the shows and on the network, you can go to FlawlessNoises.com. You can find the network submission application uh, on the web website as well. And another way you can help support the network is to support our Patreon, where we are giving you exclusive bonus content from all of the hosts on the show, on the show, on the network. And we have some more stuff coming up. Um, the portal is getting ready to do something special. And yeah, got the weekly wind down with me and Candace. Like, there's tons of content. Like, we are cranking out tons of podcasts on the paid side. And we're not asking for a lot of money. $5 will get you access to like five shows a month, some of them weekly, some of them monthly. And $10 will get you video content and the weekly wind down with Candace and I. So plenty of ways to show some support. But if you can't do that, because listen, we understand in Trump's America that you may not have anything extra in your coin purse. That's fine. We would ask that you just go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five star rating or a review. That too shows some support and helps us out in the long run. And I think that's it. We'll see y'all guys next week. Yeah.